voice said, just jump in, don't be shy. Says the Gemara, right? Is that where we're holding? I think so. If not, let me know. So, we're talking about an animal. This is an animal, and you make a little a rope, you're tying the rope. We're talking about the halacha of kshira. Says the Gemara, what's the big deal? So, you tie the rope, you're, un- you're going to untie the rope. And therefore, it's allowed. Like in this depiction, like in this, there are two ropes. And I would think perhaps you're going to do un- undo one and let the animal crawl out underneath it and everything will be good. And just leave it there. And if he leaves it there, what's the problem? So therefore, uh-oh, that's a problem. Hold on a second. Why is Gary calling me on my wife's phone? I have no idea. Gary, please don't call my wife's phone. I'm YouTubing for my wife's phone. You should know better than that. You want to call me, call me on my regular phone. Okay. I have no idea what he's doing. Zog the Gemara. There's nobody here with me today. Not my son-in-law, not Gary. And he's calling me. He knows that I'm YouTubing on my wife's phone because this phone doesn't work very well. What does Yosef want? Oh. I think YouTube froze. YouTube froze, Ellie. Uh Uh-huh. Ellie, YouTube froze. Is it still frozen? Let's see. No, it's not frozen by me. Okay. You guys still see it frozen? It's still recording, so even no, if it's, it's broken now, it's good now. It's tell, good now. Okay. Even though Luzzy's in Bidu, tell him to get off the internet because he's taking up the the bandwidth right now. It's a good point. So you gotta, I don't know, somebody has to come over and t- talk to him because I can't get up out of my seat and tell the guys not to play on the internet. Okay. Bye. Thank you. It was great. By the way, send you show over. I need some water. I forgot to bring water to my table. Bye. Just kidding. Says the Gemara. I would think one, if you have two ropes, just like we had the other day with two holes on a, on a, on a, on a flask of wine, or by the woman that has two ksharim, two maybe she'll leave one over here also. In this halacha, that you're allowed to tie an animal in on Shabbos, the halacha is like him. What, somebody argues on this? What difference does it make to you if somebody argues? I'm telling you, this is, Allah is like him. It doesn't seem like from the Mishnah anybody argues on him. He just says, is Allah all the way at the end? And we had this Lashem before, and it's in Shas a few times. You want me just to, to, to learn like a song and it shouldn't mean anything to me? I need to know. Is somebody arguing? Somebody not arguing? What's going on? Says the Mishnah. You could tie a pail with a piece of... Who's over there in the kitchen? Who's you? Oh, hi, wife. Do me a favor. Come here a second. I need, first of all, a cup of water. Actually, because I forgot to bring the cup of water. Second of all, I need to turn on this air conditioner. But you don't have to come into the camera. Don't worry. Nobody will see you. Why, Ellie, you're a little hot? I don't know. It's, it's, it's not like MDY. MDY has that air conditioning, the flow. It's perfect. It's a solid 20. 
every single day. It's beautiful. This, this guy that's in charge of it, he's unbelievable. By the way, I was in his house last night, in Gary's house, and his air conditioner here, bring it over here because I won't be able to reach. But here are the cameras. As long as you're behind there, nobody will see you. Ah. Oh. Amen. The best water I've ever had. So yeah, his air conditioner is on 20 also, but when it comes to base managers, he likes to play games. Not exactly sure why. And everybody in his family knows that he's very, very cold at all times. They say, oh, don't let him be in charge. Everybody. So it's a known thing. Says the Mishnah, So you have a pail in a well, and it's detached. Something happened. You cannot use a rope, because if you use a rope, what's going to happen? You're going to leave the rope there forever, and that's called the Kesher Shalkayam. So you're not going to make a knot on Shabbos. So what do you do? Use a piece of clothing, use your shirt, use a belt, a piskia like we had the other day. It's a belt, a girdle. And at the Shabbos, you're going to use a, a normal rope and get your belt out of there, and therefore, it's not a Kesher Shalkayam. Not with a rope. Rabbi Yehuda Matir, Rabbi Yehuda says you're allowed to use a rope. And the Gemara explains it's not just any rope because that would be a big problem of Keshe Shukhayama. So the Gemara is going to explain that we're talking about a rope that's owned by a weaver. The weaver is going to need it for other things. Anytime. So Rabbi Yehuda is arguing with the sheet that we had in the other Mishnah, Rabbi Meir, who says as long as you can undo it with one hand, it's considered a non-keshashayama. So Rabida says, no, I argue. It has to be literally something that's not there indefinitely. And if it's not there indefinitely, it's not a keshashayama. You could do it. If you know you're going to untie it soon, then it's not a keshashayama. Says the Gemara, what kind of rope are we talking about? If you're talking about just the normal type of rope, Rabbi Huda Matir, keshashayama. How can you say it's mutter to make a knot with a regular rope? Obviously, he's going to leave it there forever on this pail, and that's awesome in the Raisa. We're talking about a weaver's rope. A weaver's rope, whatever that is, means that he's going to need it on the weekday, and he's going to undo. This is a temporary knot, and that's why it's mutter and Shabbos. We have to explain Rabbanon now. Why do Rabbanon say that it's also to use this Chaval de Gardi? Look, the guy's going to come on Sunday and ask for his weaver's thing back. So what's the problem? Obviously, Chachamim hold. No distinction. Look, look, I can't, I can't start making games here. If one day I allow him to use a Chaval de Gardi, tomorrow this guy's going to use a regular rope that he has in his basement, and that would be a problem. So I make a Gzeiro. So what do Chachamim say? Gzeiro. And what does Rabbi Yudha say? No Gzeiro. Now we're going to bring a Brisa that says the exact opposite. Chacham say no gzera, and Rabbi Yudha says yes gzera. Rabbi Yudha saw our like Azrina, no gzera. I have a Brisa that says something different, but the idea is the same, and we have a flip in the shitas. What if you have the rope right there? It just broke right in the middle. On a weekday, you take the two, the two broken parts and make one nice knot, and you're good to go. You're not allowed to do that. You make like a slip knot. In other words, Chachamim say you make a slip knot. And I'm not concerned that you'll confuse a slip knot with a regular knot. So over here you see, they don't care about Xerus. They don't make Xerus. 
you take a girdle, you take a belt, and you wrap it around the, the two ropes without making a kasher, without making a knot. You just use another piece of cloth. So the Gemara understands that the reason why you cannot make a slip knot here is because Rabbi Yudh is the one that's concerned that you might confuse a slip knot with a regular knot. Yeah, I see doctor, whoever that is, doctor so-and-so so has a whole picture of MetLife. You see, that MetLife wouldn't have happened if Corona was in place. Perfect. So we have a stero between Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yudah and say, I am concerned that I have water. Yeshua's here for water. I already got it from my wife. Thank you. What else you want to help me with? Huh? Oh, it's not. Come here. Beautiful. Thank you for pointing that out. Here. Oh, it would have died in the middle. Here, take this. And this. And plug me on. Yeah, you saved me. I completely didn't. If Yeshua didn't come over, this phone and YouTube would have died. Is it? Is it pause in the middle? Is it still working? Is it good? Mm. Anyway, we said, as we said before, Rabbi is not concerned for Xero, whereas the Mishnah, he is, and he says you can't use any ropes, not even that of a, no, no, over here in the white thing. And Rabbanon, who in the Mishnah are concerned about Xeris, and they say you have to be careful one thing from another, over here, when it comes to tying this broken rope, they're not concerned. Says the Gemara, the Gemara says beautifully, to say that is it good? It's not good? Hold on a second. Why is it not good? Why are you saying it's not good? Hmm, I don't know. Hopefully it'll be okay. Sorry, Rabbi Sai. First day is always the roughest. We'll get there. We'll get there. Again, sorry. Beautiful Vart. People could confuse two ropes. You tell me this is a rope of a guardi, of a weaver. Okay, so tomorrow you won't know it's the weaver's rope. But a rope with another rope could be confused. Therefore, they said all ropes are also. I don't care who owns it. But you could tell a guy, listen, you could fix your pail on Shabbos if you don't make a real knot. You just make a slip knot. People know. Look, we make knots. We make ties all the time. Look, I'm wearing a tie right now. On Shabbos, we make it. Why? It's a slip knot. We know the difference. People don't confuse the two. Ella, Aniva, Gufa, sorry, let me have The review that really cash And you asked me, Steve, review them in the Mishnah. He's not concerned. He doesn't make Xero. And over here, when it comes to pale, broken pale, he doesn't make Xero. Awesome. Let me show the Machalfa, Aniva, Bixira. Ella, Aniva, Gufa, Kshirai. Review the holes of making a slipknot is the Isidoraisa. That's considered tying. That's why that's considered making a knot. And that's why it says, do not make, don't make a slipknot on Chavez to fix your pale. The only way to do it is to take a belt and wrap it around the two strings. That's it. Omer Rebab, Omer Rebchil, Barashi, Omer Maybe, by the way, on Omer Beis, we have an easier Gemara like a Negadito. Maybe Adam A person is permitted to take a rope, tie one end to his cow, and the other end to the Avos, to the trough, to where, where the animal eats from. We just had him the other day. The tall Reb Acha asked the question, it seems to be 
a perfect contradiction. It says the rope tied already to the trough. You're allowed to tie the other end to a cow. And if it's tied to the, to the cow, you're allowed to tie it to the trough. It says specifically, do not bring a rope from your house and tie both ends like we just said a second ago. You're not allowed to. We're talking about, again, the, the rope that's owned by a weaver, and that we're not concerned that he's going to leave it there. Tysus brings two shatim. Either we're talking about it goes according to Rabbi Yehuda before that will have the gardi, or it goes according to Rabbanon. Fine. Amr Avi Kli Kivai Mutar So we're talking about the loom again. Now we're going back to the loom. Now this is your typical loom. We are going to be talking. This is not such a beautiful picture, but that's the best I have today. This is, this is the woman's loom that Rashi described the other day. And this one stands up. So these are the holes that go into the ground right over here. And what we're talking about right now are these kanem over here. These are little, these are sticks that go across and they pull the equal number threads, the, the chassis out and the, the odd number in Etc. So you gotta to touch, you gotta to move these guys over here. How's it going? Is it uh, charging the phone? No, because when I'm not using that at all. That's for uh, Zoom. I mean, for the big camera in the base measure, that's not for here. I think that the chat is, I don't know if anybody agrees with me, I couldn't find anywhere, but. I'm going to tell you that the pshat is, it doesn't really matter. But Kovida Elyon, in this beautiful loom, is right over here and right over here. You see how large these guys are? They're very, very large. And you wrap the garment around them. This one over here, this one over here also. Elyon and Tachter. Now, literally Elyon and if you want to talk about this guy, here's Kovida Elyon right over here, the top, literally above. And here's on the bottom. I don't think it's talking about this so much, personally. I might be wrong. Why? Because the Gemara says how heavy it is. This doesn't look very heavy to me at all. This is made for women. It's a smaller size. I might be wrong. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara, very interesting lotion, found in Shas. I don't know how many times. I didn't look it up, but it's there. In Vilav. Yes and no, Verafi Biyade. He had no idea. He was confused. First he said yes, then he said no. I don't know. You know, like one of these, he wasn't sure. Now, what's the problem of all these Kalim? So Rashi says that it's a Klishim Latim Isr. But it's a very interesting Rashi. It needs a lot of explanation. So if a Klishim Latim Isr, so you're allowed, to, you're allowed to move it, and sometimes you're not allowed to move it. What's the difference? So we have to explain, typically, if you have, let's say, a hammer, so you're allowed to move it if you need it to, to break open a nut. There's some malach that's mutter. Sometimes you're not allowed to move it. When? Rashi doesn't go to explain. Tysus discusses more the concept of muksim machmas chesar and kiss. 
if something is so valuable to you that you don't want to use it ever during the week, you don't let people use it, you don't lend it out. So perhaps this whole loom is such an expensive piece of equipment. It's muktimachusar and kids. You don't you don't start using it for other things. But to explain Rashi, perhaps you could explain that this Kaivita Elyon is similar, let's say, to a sledgehammer. Who in the world uses a sledgehammer during the week for anything but Isser? It's a heavy piece of equipment. It's meant to break cement. It's not meant to, to crack open a, a nut. Even if you have a nut that needs cracking open, you're not going to go to your shed and take out a 20-pound sledgehammer. It doesn't work. And that would be that never has a head. Maybe that's the pshat. Says the Gemara, so he says, you're allowed to even carry these very heavy things. So this, so maybe I'm wrong because from here it seems like we're talking about the same machine. Amudim are definitely over here. The, the, the nice picture doesn't have Amudim really. Amudim are what go into the ground. It could be we're jumping from Machine to machine. Kaiver Elian Tachtoin is in the nice machine. The Amudim in the smaller machine. Could be. Only Rabbi Ram Nachman. My Shnamudim Deloi. Why not? Why can't you move these Amudim? Elaim of the Kaavit Gumois because when you take them, you remove them out of the ground, so you're creating holes in the ground. Says Gemara Gumois Mimelok Abin. Those holes were there before Shabbos. You're not creating a hole. You're just exposing the hole. You're moving something that was in the hole. That's fine. This nine, I'll prove it to you. Hatam and lefes, it's nine nice if you bury a turnip or a radish, taches a geffen, right under a vineyard. Now, what's the problem with that? You have a problem with clay akarim, you're not allowed to plant vegetables there. We have a number of problems. So, and we have this Gemara also in this Misafta, I think, uh, maybe in Brachas, but probably here. It makes us alamigulim if. Some of the leaves are visible. So says Rashi, that's only for our issue of making a hole in the ground, you need leaves. For the other issues that we're about to discuss, you don't need leaves. And in Chayshe Shleim Mishum Klaim, you don't have to worry about it, about Klaim planting there. This is already, this is a, a mature fruit you're putting into the ground. You're putting a whole, a whole turnip in there, a whole radish. What's the problem? It's not Klaim. You're not putting a seed in there. Shleim Mishum and you don't have to worry about you planting things on Shemitah. And you don't have to worry that maybe you have to give Meiser again. Why do you have to give Meiser? I already gave Meiser. But maybe you are being mevatala to the ground by burying it, and then you have to give Meiser again. You don't have to worry about it. But the point that we're looking for is this point. I'm allowed to remove it from the ground. What happens when I remove it from the ground? I'm making a hole in the ground. But I'm not making a hole in the ground, says the Gemara, because the hole was there before Shabbos. I'm just showing you where the hole is by, ta- by taking out a, a turnip from the ground. I didn't make a hole in the ground. The hole was there in order to contain the turnip. So you see, you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. Says Gemara, so then why aren't you allowed to remove these poles from the ground? What's the problem of removing this whole machine? You remove this machine from the ground, these guys right over here, what's the problem? So Gemara, you right, in a field, there's no problem at all. But you're in a house, you're in a factory that has a loom, and the loom is going to expose a hole. And what are you going to do when you have a hole in the middle of your living room? You are going to Ari. Ari Mazenkis. Ah. I haven't seen you in a while. Shalom Aleichem, Doc.
Ah, Dr. Alan Rabinowitz, that's who he is. Okay. So if you remove these poles from the ground, it's not allowed because you're going to not expose a hole, but because you expose a hole, you're going to cover the hole. You're going to cover a hole that's already baina, we said, in a house that's called baina. Same question we had a second ago. Are you allowed to move these guys, the upper guy and the lower guy on Shabbos? Says the Gemara, They're so heavy that even during the week, you don't move them. So certainly on Shabbos, you're not allowed to move them. So unless I don't understand the size of this loom, that's why I'm going back to my original shot that's part of this loom, and this is Kovid Elion in Kovid Says the Mishnah, this is a beautiful Mishnah, important to us on a, on a daily, on a Shabbos basis. I asked people, and some people weren't very familiar with these halachas, especially women. The Mishnah says you're allowed to fold clothing on Shabbos, even though it's going to help the it's going to like take out the wrinkles on Shabbos. But since you need to use this on Shabbos, you're allowed to do it, even if it means that you're going to be doing this four to five times. Four to five times, yeah, I'm going to fold it, use it, fold it again, use it, fold it again. This is a very important halacha. You're allowed to make your bed on Friday night because you're going to be using it on Shabbos morning. But what if you take a Shabbos nap? You're done with your nap at 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Are you allowed to make a bed? No, you cannot make your bed on Shabbos. Why? Because you're preparing from Shabbos to the weekday. I'm not sure that everybody knows this halacha. Now, there is ways to get around it. And that is that the, the Mishraburah says that if it really bothers you so much that it's not an oinik Shabbos, so now you're doing it for Shabbos. It's a pleasant Shabbos. But most of the time, your bed is in your bedroom. You don't even see it on Shabbos. So it's a little bit of a problem to use that header. You cannot make your bed on Shabbos so you have a nice bed on Matzah Shabbos. When you go to sleep, usually is after Shabbos is over, and that will be a problem. We're going to see a lot more about this tomorrow. Rabbi Shmuel says, you're allowed to go from Yom Kippur to Shabbos. Shabbos is more chomer, according to him, than Yom Kippur. So you could go from Shabbos, you could make your bed on Yom Kippur for Shabbos. And you're allowed to be makrev chelev. And the whole mission is talking about now in those days when they had Yom Kippur Erev Shabbos and they had Yom Kippur on Sunday. Now we don't have that anymore. But you're allowed to be makrev from leftover from the Karbanas that you weren't makir on Shabbos, you're allowed to be makir of the Chalev on Yom Kippur. According to Rishmal, Yom Kippur is not as Chomer as Shabbos. Amazing, right? We just had Shabbos. Shabbos, according to Rishmal, is more Chomer than a Yom Kippur. We think, oh, Yom Kippur, wow. The holiest day of the year or whatever, it has this. No, every Shabbos has more Chomer than Yom Kippur, according to Rishmal. And therefore, I cannot take something that was shafted. I can't take something that was from Yom Kippur and put it on the Mizbeach on Shabbos. But vice versa, I could. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva holds no. Shabbos and Yom Kippur are equal in Chumrah. Therefore, Lo Yishal Shabbos Kreven Be'em Kippurim, Lo Yishal Shabbos Kreven Be'em Kippurim, Shabbos. Says the Gemara. 
So now we're saying the, the Mishnah says you're allowed to fold your clothing. The Gemara says, wait a minute, stop. Like like a lot of Mishnayos, it tells you halacha, but there are a lot of rules, and we have five conditions here. Five conditions. Condition number one is only a single individual could do it. A lot of times you take a sheet and you give it to somebody else and you start going back and forth two people. Why? Because they take out the wrinkles a lot better. It has to be newer clothing, not old ones. So that's condition number two. It has to be white. So a lot of what we have today is out the window. We can fold white shirts if yeshivish, but that's it. Nothing else. Because because you're taking out more wrinkles with the colored clothing. I guess it was it was it was um stiffer, whatever the reason was in the in the in the colored clothing. And on fourth condition, it has to be that you don't have another pair of clothing, you don't have another suit. That's it. If you have more clothing, you're not allowed to fold them. And what's the fifth cloud that has to be for today? That has to be for Shabbos, like we had in the Mishnah. Must be in the Mishnah. I have over here, I don't know about you in the York Gemara, but I have Rabbi Nisim, Rav Nisim Gain, who was a Gain before the Rishonim. He writes over here, basically he brings a whole story here, that they didn't have clothing. The Pasha didn't have, they only had one, one pair of clothing, and he said, what should we do? And he said, oh, for you, as we're going to see, you have to let your clothing long. Act as if you're chasha. Wear it long like the rich people. But there was such a thing. Oh, we're about to, uh, the YouTube is not working again. Hmm. Let me see something. Hold on just one second. Oh, this thing is, oh, it died. I thought I thought you told me to recharge it. What? I thought you told me to recharge it. Ellie, just forget it. We're recording the Zoom. Just continue, please. El mole rachamim. Hold on one second. One second. I'm gonna. I'm we have people waiting on uh, YouTube. They want to uh, know what's going on. So whatever, just go Zoom. Hold on. Ellie, forget YouTube. One second. Sure, take that thing out. Let it go. Let it go. You need new art skills, by the way. Remember. Okay. Here, hold on. Make sure it's nice and straight. But now it's a new link. Okay, whatever. We'll try to we'll try to combine it. We'll make a new link. We'll do the chelak one, chelak two. We're on. What's going over there? Ellie, now uh, Zoom is not working. Okay, you sent the wrong guy here. Whatever. Ellie, now Zoom is not working. It's not. Why? Fr- it doesn't look like you. It's your show giving show now. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. All right, let's go back. Zoom is fine. Zoom is fine. Okay. 
Where are we? What was Sechta are we in? Fine. So these are the different conditions that we have. So no, I was just saying the Rav Nisim Goyen says that that those were the times. There were times that people had one pair of clothing, and for Shabbos you had to be Mishal Shalit. We'll see soon. Says the Gemara. Who's talking over there? That's Gershon again. Gershon, your your uh, Zoom is on. I can hear yeah, you. I know, I know, I know. I can hear your kid on the background, so shut it off. Says Tana. Shall base Rabban Gamliel, So we see this concept that since if you have another pair of something, so then that's one of the five conditions. You're not allowed to fall it if you have another pair. Now, what about a talus on Shabbos? What about a talus? Are you allowed to fold your talus? Huh? Anybody? No. So Talos, you're not allowed to. Why? So look at Taisus, Dibar Masim, and Kavim Kalim. Look at Taisus, Mikan Lomadnu, the Osur Le Kapel Talisa Shabesa Knesses, the Fishahim, the Tsurif Mochat. The Talos and Shul, you're not allowed to because it's for tomorrow. Now, the, the Machaber brings that here, Yosef is already folding his Talos, Kivaldi. The Machaber brings that if you don't fold it on the creases, then there, there are those who are makel. They say it's okay. And the Mishnah says that about Nefesh Yachim al-Atzvah, he shouldn't even fold it, not on the creases. So you have a talus, you just bunch it up and you throw it away. I always feel really bad when I'm a chazan, like to do that to them. Like, they gave me a nice folded talus, and what are you going to do? Maybe I should be Saimachan, the Machaber, who says that it's not on the creases, it's okay. On the creases, definitely also. Not in the creases, Yeshal Milismoy, but it's better not to fold on shots. Omar Avuna. Im Yeshal the Hachlef, Yachlef. Ali. What? Who told you? Um, I don't know which Mechaber and Mishabro you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but the Mechaber and Mishabro that I know, Shin Base, Sif yeah. Gimel, Sif Cotton, Venir and Dvarov. Here, look Gimel. at them. Okay, I have it open here. Yes, me show him the Lakaploi, Shalaki say the Kipula area showing Mutter Bechol Inyan, Venerin Dvarov. Hold on, Venerin Dvarov. That's the Muhammad yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. Now, Look at me, Gimel. The Khain Sasma Khren Ladino, Mukomokoi. Look at his Vadai Odif. It's better. No? What's wrong with that? That's not talking about Talis. That's talking about other things. Talis is in. Mishnah Bura, Sif Kotni at Gimel. You talking about in Gimel, Gimel? Yud Gimel, Mishnah Bura. Oh. But okay, also the Kabbalah tells us that the mitzvah sits as Kolai Yoim, the Yochel the Sadi Boy, Mukamokam, Kivin Shaim, the Dan the Sadi Boy, also. Why is the Tals different than anything else? Yeah, it's true. Okay. I hear Yeshlai and you say, not the place, we got to go weiters. This year is going to last until 2 o'clock. Fine. I don't know. I hear you want to be Mechav if you want to tell us something else. Says the Gemara. So, going back to this idea, if you have another clothing out there, it's better to use your other clothing and not to, and not to fold the, the, the original. 
And if you don't have, you're that poor, you don't have another pair of clothing, you shall show the God of. What does that mean? You should undo your clothing. In those days, the, the workers, they would lift their clothing up so that it didn't get dirty on the ground. And the, the wealthy guys that were, were homebound, they used to drag the clothing. We had about the, the, the women used to walk in the shock, you know, with their, the dresses dragging the floor. What's the thing? So you need to pretend that your hush of Chavez, you only have one clothing. So you undo it on Chavez and you let it long. Look at this Nebuch guy. He has one pair of clothing and he's undoing his one pair of clothing because that's all he has for Shabbos. And you're accusing him of being about Gaiva. Okay. Since since everybody notices, it's, it's obvious why he's doing this. It's not considered gaiva. We had a similar thing, by the way, in Brachas. This is for 50,000 points, but I'm just going to say it real quick. In Brachas of Lamates, we had a similar idea that if a person, Iron Zenkis knows because he did the Chazara, if a person makes very large, he cuts his bread in very huge pieces, so the Gemara said, oh, you look like a Balgaiva. So, no, everybody knows you're doing it for Shabbos. It's, it's that idea. Fine. Says the Gemara, by the way, I have a tremendous accursed I wanted to say this before. I, I should actually put his, his uh, painting. The first day of COVID, I got in the mail. Literally, I was here in the, in the house, all depressed, what happened to the whole base marriage and everything. And uh, a giant painting came from Avi Tikotsky, I think his name is. Avram Tikotsky. Yeah, come bring it, bring it here. So, why am I saying this? Because he wrote that he wears a hat when he makes a kiddush. Because that's what we learned. And I also started wearing my hat again. And I think Avi Mendelbaum bought a, a black hat that covered the Indian. No, I'm, not, I'm making that up, Avi. Don't worry. Don't. don't I was just. So this is this is what he what he bought. It's a beautiful painting, and it has it was inscribed for my wife here. You can hang it up over there behind me. It should be. Akopanim. Now. Because I learned this Gemara on Friday, I decided to take this upon myself also. I'm, a, I'm one of those lazy people. I like to say, start right from Bishamru. Skip all the Psukim from before. But I learned these beautiful Psukim that have so much in them. They explain what Shabbos is all about. I, so this, this week I said it. Hopefully I remember next week as well. Got to incorporate what we learned. We have psukim here that have more limudim that you'll ever find in Navi from one or two psukim. What does it say? It says in the passage, in Toshiv Mishabas saying, if you'll keep my Shabbos, you'll take your feet back into home. You won't walk around. You won't do your, your things that you typically do during the week. Behind Kachim, my holy day. You're going to call Shabbos a delight. It's going to be a delight for you. Which is, it's Kodesh Hashem, Mechubad, Bechibadtoy. Give it covet. And the Lord is going to explain what these words mean. From doing your typical things. From doing your, all your business. And what's the next passage? Beautiful. Then you'll delight in Hashem. You keep Shabbos, you'll delight in Hashem. Says the Gemara, What does it mean? You should be Mechabed Shabbos. 
you have to have different garments for Shabbos. I know people that have different belts and different shoes and different socks and different everything. Everything different. It says in the Pasuk, Rabbi Yochan called his clothing they are him. They give him honor. Next, what do we learn from that, those words? You need to walk differently. And the Gemara says later, it means don't walk with very large steps. It should be nice, mechubat steps, Shabbos steps. Your business is also Your allowed to donate tzedakah. Talk about tzedakah on Shabbos. Nobody's here to sing the song. So we go weiter. Unbelievable. Today's Omid Beis is sponsored by official, from official catering. An amazing halacha. You're not allowed to talk the same talk that you do on a weekday. It says says, look at this Taisvis. They nearly every time. It's not talking about just business. Listen to this story. His mother or Safta spoke a lot. She blabbled. He told his mother, What are you doing? Shabbos. Shasta. She shut up. You don't talk as much in, on Shabbos as you talk in the weekday. The famous Vilna Gain in his Igeris, he writes, means They hardly allowed you to say hello on Shabbos. Okay, there's not a, there's a Gemara. You're not to talk the same amount of words and the same type of talking that you talk in a week. You got to be careful with your words. Reb Shimon tells his mother Shabbos, and she and she is quiet. Deeper Asur here in Mutter. You got to think about business in your head. I understand them all. I have one problem, says the Gemara. What does it mean you're not to walk like you walk in the weekday? He was walking in Shabbos and he bumped into a puddle. If you don't have to jump, you can just leave your left foot on one side of the puddle and put your right foot on the other side. Great. Mutter. Maybe that's what it means. You're not allowed to jump over a puddle. It doesn't make any sense. Like if you want to go around the puddle, that will be a tirchi you say around Shabbos. You're not allowed to work hard on Shabbos. So if you're increasing your steps to go around the puddle, that's worse than jumping over the puddle. Says the Gemara, so what should you do? Walk through the puddle. Maybe you have some money. His clothing will become wet. Maya, full of water. and he'll come to Schita, which is Libon. That's not the point. The point is, you'll have to jump over a puddle. The problem is different. 
What's halacha? Could you take large steps in Shabbos Amalei? me putra. Are you allowed to take big steps in a weekday? Shani Oimer, we learned this in Brav, Tziagas, and we tell us, When you take steps, large steps, during the week, it takes away one five hundredth of your eyesight. So why aren't we blind? When you make Kiddush on Friday night, says Rashi, drink the wine. Other Rishonim say, you put the wine on your eyes. Then it goes, it goes back, it reverts back to where it was. Are you allowed to do that on Shabbos? You allowed to put wine on your eyes? Why is that not considered a refuah on Shabbos? It should be because as we mentioned, the Rishonim say, we mentioned that it's uh, anything that had, that's like hibijibi, it's not a real refuah, like a, a, a scientific proven refuah you're allowed to do. This is more like, okay, it's a zgula, you put something on your eye and it's okay. Are you allowed to eat dirt on Shabbos? Says Rashi, what's the problem? The problem is because people ate this dirt for Rafua. So is this Xeras Shrika Samamadi? You're allowed to eat dirt during the week. It's awesome. It's really bad for your stomach. It makes you it hurts your body. Anything that hurts your body. You're not allowed to do. Look at that. Yeah, so those, uh, those, those teenagers are just thinking aloud here. You go to the bar, whatever you do, you, they take crazy amount of shots. Uh, you're hurting your body. That's awesome. Anything that hurts your body is awesome. Or all those deers that they say, do this and eat this, and, uh, you know, it's really bad for you. Awesome. If you eat the dirt of bavel, it's literally like eating your forefathers because you don't know where they were buried. During the Gullahs, they killed so many Jews. They're scattered throughout Babel. In Israel, they bury them properly. Remarkable, but in, in, in Chutzlar, it's not. So maybe when you eat a piece of dirt, you're eating a dead person in there. You're eating the, the, the dead Shkotzim from the Mabel. Uh, everything, all, all the animals became disintegrated. And where did, where did they go? Where did that disintegration go? They were all dumped there. Why is bubble called Mitzulah? They sank over there. They went like a tzila, like scuba diving, all the way down to the bottom. How's that possible? They became disintegrated, so you're not eating anything. It happened thousands of years ago. And, and the water, the hot water, the boiling water, the marble, they, they, they just became disintegrated. They're not in the dirt. When you eat dirt, you're not eating them. Amri, so it says, Gemara, Kiv in the Malki, since it's really bad on your body, he goes with Rabbanon. Rabbanon made Xeri, you shouldn't eat it, like as if you're eating Shkotsim or You're not eating literally Shkotsim or Muslim. Just recently, my, my daughter told me, I didn't realize this. I'm a really bad father. She told me that up until like a few years ago, she was really worried about eating the pits, the, the seeds of an apple, because I guess I was messing around with her when she was a kid, and I told her, if you eat seeds of an apple, an apple tree is going to grow in your stomach. So she believed it. Until she's like 18 years old, she believed it. Terrible. But look what the Gemara says here. The Gemara says, he ate like clay, then he ate crest. We had a crest, I don't have a picture of it, but we just had it a few days ago. 
So the, the crest was able to grow in his stomach somewhere and, it, and hit his heart and he died. So therefore, the Gemara says it's not a good idea to eat dirt. And they made Xavier to it. Says the Gemara, now we're going on Agatha. We're talking about Ros. Nami, the mother-in-law, tells Ros, go to Boaz, the Goladar, bathe yourself, anoint yourself with oil, and put on your clothing. Ask the Gemara, what? The mother-in-law has to tell her to get dressed. What, and what, what's the other option? Not to get dressed. Armor of Lazar, no. What she meant to say is put on your fine clothing, not get dressed. You have to get dressed. But what clothing? Wear your best. Big day Shabbos. Says Gemara, two people that didn't take literally what they were told. They enhanced what they were told. So Rose, the Lu Naomi Kwamrolo, Verochatz, Vasak, Virata Goiran, Naomi told, yeah, Naomi told Rose, do all these things, then go down into by the wheel over there by Bayas. You'll be deductive, but Rose changed it around. She did everything her mother told her, but in a different order. Vatevita Goiran, first she went down. <coughs> then she bathed and did everything else. Why? Says Rashi, if she would leave her house in Big Shabbos and then go over there to where all the workers are, people are going to think she's a Zaira. Shmuel, crazy story over there with Shmuel. Shmuel is laying in bed and all of a sudden he hears Shmuel, Shmuel. So he jumps out of bed, he runs to Eli, he said, You call me? He says, No. Okay, I must be hearing things. He goes back in the bed. Shmuel, Shmuel. Eli realizes that what Shmuel is hearing is a Kajbarku's voice. And Shmuel's just, he's the rookie. He didn't realize, he didn't know what Nevoa was. So Eli tells him, go into your bed again. And if you hear that voice, say, Daber Hashem. Hashem, please speak. Shmuel changed it around. And the Gemara was proud of Shmuel for changing it. Not listening to Eli 100%. Hashem, he say Hashem's name and say your servant hears. <coughs> when Hashem actually called his name, Daber and he took out Hashem's name. Why? Because Shmuel's concerned, maybe it's a malach, maybe he's hearing voices. So he's scared to say Hashem's name. He's mocked not to say Hashem's name in vain. Continuing on, she kept on going back and forth until she found the proper people. Says the Gemara, is is Boyas is Rashi staring at, at, at women? How does he even know? How, how does he know who, who she was? Why is he asking about girls? He noticed an amazing thing she, that she had Chachma. Why? When this she was gathering the Matnisanim. She was a So she was grabbing, but she only picked up two and not three. Three is not considered like it. She knew the halacha which other people didn't know. 
He saw that she was a tzinu. When he left over of the of the peyo, he left over standing grain, so she was standing up and she grabbed it. Noiflois, but if it was already on the ground, for her to bend over, she would expose her legs, and that's not sneers. So she would sit down and take it from the ground. Why would he use such a, it's almost a vulgar, it's ludabek, to become one with another woman? He noticed, so the other sister-in-law, Arpa, by the way, okay, don't have to mention this guy, there's a, there's a guy in America, a famous guy, a billionaire, her name is, it was supposed to be Arpa, but it's misspelled to oh, whatever. There's a P before the R. I think maybe she was named Arpa when she was born, but then somehow switched. Fine. I thought, I always thought that her mother misspelled it. Put the P before the R or whatever. When she saw that, when, when Boyaz noticed that Arpa said to her mother in law, Adios, gave her a kiss, I'll see you later. But Rus was Davak. She wanted, she didn't want to leave her mother-in-law. She wanted to be Jewish. Then he realized that her, she was becoming a a Giyaris for sincere reasons. And then Omar Shari, Dovkaba, Omar Shari, Dabukiba. Then he realized that he could marry her. Because you can't marry a Giyaris for the if she's not a real Giyaris. At that point, they realized that she's she's the real deal. Come here, haloim. But haloim is a rare word, only found very rarely. Where? He had rocha kaidish, he threw something out there. You're going to be zarcha, Ros, to have David Amelch. David Amelch also used this interesting word, haloim. So he also used this word, Zerushava, and therefore he was Miramis to her that you're going to have David. You're going to dip your bread in vinegar. We just had it the other day. Dipping things into vinegar. If you have a toothache, from here you see that if it's really hot outside, vinegar is good. No, not telling you that it's good to drink vinegar. It was more of a hint. You're going to have a, a, a descendant that is, his actions are going to be terrible like vinegar. In fact, Menasha caused the Churban Abayas. Menasha was a bad guy. She sat on the next to the the, the reapers. She didn't sit within them. She sat on the on the outskirts of them. Boya sat on one end of the table. She sat all the way at the other end, and the kaitzim were in the middle. In other words, to tell her that base David is going to be divided. Boya is one. Rus is the other. It's going to be divided. They gathered a lot of 
they accumulated a lot of money in the time of David, Batiz Babi Meishlema, and they were very satiated. They had tons of presents, Rashi says, and stuff in the time of Shlema. Batoisar is left over too much. And some say, They gathered and accumulated wealth in the time of David Shlema. Batizba was ready enough in the days of Chizkia, also her descendant. Batoisar. When was it too much? Bimei Rabbi, famous Rabbi, Domer Mar, our Yare, the Rabbi, have osid mishover malko, have atir mishover malko. The the guy in charge of the stables, he, the way it worked, if you're in charge of the stable, you got all the manure. Manure is fertilization, so he had a fertilizer business, and he had more money from his fertilizer than the king shover malko. He's wealthier than a king. That's how much money they had in those days, in the time of Rebbe. Right? The famous Rebbe that he never had, always had radishes on his table and snow, you know, no matter what the season was. It's not referring to this world accumulating wealth. In this world, you see, there's two types of, there's the time of Mashiach and there's loss of love. The Gemara always talks about two different. Periods of time. We're almost done. Says in the pausing by Sancherev, 180,000 soldiers died when they came to the surrounding Yerushalayim. And Sancherev poked fun at Akash Baruch. He said, I don't care, even if I'm going to take him on. So it says, Akash Baruch, there was a fire like the fire of. of like a fire, like a flame of a fire, or three way Again, We said before, holds that clothing is, gives him cover. So underneath the clothing, they were burnt. It's like in a movie almost, like, like a laser beam came and burnt their bodies to a crisp, but it didn't touch their clothing at all. See a bunch of green guys, green like you know they're they're wearing their their uh, madim, whatever it's called. What's it called in English? Uniforms. Their uniforms. Everything is great. Their shoes, everything. There's no body inside. Crisp ashes. How does he learn it? What's amazing is that he's not mechulik on the outcome. The is between the first two is just how you get to the outcome. They probably had a masada. They're trying to fit it into the words. Betachas kvaydoi, underneath. Their clothing was burnt, like for the mamish, not the clothing. He used to call his clothing that which will that gave him cover. So underneath that cover, means instead of, not under. Betachas can mean instead of. Betachas instead of his body, in other words, instead of his body were ashes, but the clothing remained. So they got to the same place, but they learned it from different words. Rabbi Shemuel Ben Achmeni Omar, Rabbi Shemuel Ben Achmeni takes a little bit of each. And he says, the Pshad and Kfoidoi means Beged, like Rabbi Yechon. And the Pshad and Tachas is like Rabbi Yezid, and it means instead of. But he has a different Pshad. It's not that the body was burned and the clothing weren't. Like the sons of Aaron, other than Aviyu, who died. Mala alon Shreifas and Shoma, fire came and consumed them. What did the, the fire consume? Their neshama v'guf kayom. Afkan service neshama 
Beguf Kayam, so he's Bechul on both of them. The body wasn't burnt. The body existed. What was burnt in the Shama? Rabbi Isai, have a wonderful, wonderful evening and a great week. Um, Bezer Hashem, my son is going to have a test tomorrow and back negative. I'm going to come back to the Bismarck, Bezer Hashem. Uh, whoever wants, I think we're still going to, I don't know, Mati, I don't know what happened over there. Did anybody stay in the Bismarck tonight? Yeah, I left. I left. Some guy stayed. One guy? You guys stayed. You guys stayed. Oh. There's a whole, whole bunch of guys. Let's see. Cool. Everyone. I see seven, eight guys, ten guys, at least ten guys. Hold on. I left with the original and Tom Arabstein. The Kenya Seltzer. Great. Okay, cool. All right, Rabbi Sai. Go ahead for Eli. Good that you got that big screen. David. Good that you put the big screen in the base magic so that they could learn from you. David, Everybody, Shavuot to everybody. 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 Shavuot my phone? Yeah, whole phone is being shared on the screen. It's not my phone. It's not your phone. Look, you have the cameras. Cameras, Gary's. The uh, Chemius is calling right now. He's calling Gary. Oh, he's calling Gary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we've got his number. So I wanted to uh, share something happened to me today, something actually quite scary, but there's a lesson to be learned here. Um, we were cleaning up lunch and very suddenly there was a very strong smell of uh, something burning. And we looked around, we didn't see anything. One of my daughters went out to our backyard to shake the crumbs out of the tablecloth and she comes back in. There was something on fire in the magrash right behind us. Um, so I went running.